welcome back to Moving Forward. We hope to be a blessing as the Word of God is open, as we sit down with others who share their experience of ministry, and as we encourage you to move forward in your walk with the Lord. And now your host, Trey Mayfield. Welcome back to Moving Forward. It is a, another great day to worship the Lord, and we have today with us Brother Levi Smith. We are excited to have, uh, just kind of get you back up and running again. It's been a while since we've done these, but um, would you just take a second, introduce yourself, and um, tell us a little bit about uh, who are you, what do you do, you know, where do you live, and, and just to kind of run around. Thanks for being with us this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. And uh, it's good good to be with you today. And thank you for all you do to encourage people. And, and uh, hopefully whatever's spoken about today is an encouragement or a blessing somehow. But um, like you said, you let the cat out of the bag. My name is Levi Smith. And uh, I am the pastor at Wayside Baptist Church here in Waynesboro, Virginia. Wayside. most beautiful part of the country. Um, you know, so I know y'all got good weather down there, but we're, we're the Shenandoah Valley. So we're 10 minutes from the Blue Ridge and, uh, just gorgeous area. And, uh, been here about seven years and, um, uh, my wife is Logan. We've been married about 10 years, have three kids, Ryan, Grayson, and Ellie. And, uh, it's today's Ryan's ninth birthday. So, you must mean a lot to me because I'm sharing my daughter's birthday. With oh you. man. Thank you. Thank you for the time. You're welcome. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you said you're at Wayside. Uh, how, how long have you been there? And, and what was that? How did you get to that point in your life to, yeah. to be a, a head pastor? That's a, that's an awesome thing. Yeah. God's, God's been good. He's, he's the one that counts as faithful and puts us into the ministry. And, Amen. Um, We've been here, like I said, uh, probably about seven and a half years, going on eight years here in Virginia, but we were serving uh, about 25 minutes away from where we are now okay. at another church, Crossroads Baptist Church, Pastor Heath Spivey, yeah. and uh, we moved up from Georgia and uh, served with him for about six and a half years as the student pastor, music minister, things like that, and um just about a year and a half ago, the Lord started turning my heart and my wife's heart really at the same time um, for pastoral ministry, more in the adult sense. And um, so God led us away from Crossroads last uh, spring. And then um, Wayside reached out to us and uh, through a crazy, crazy process, very circuitous route, um, man, we thought we were moving to Kansas and then we thought we were moving to Blacksburg, Virginia. And the Lord said, no, it's just like 20 minutes that way. And, right down the road. and so they, they voted us in and, uh, last August. So we've been there since August, 2021, incredible people. And, uh, uh such a incredible story of how the Lord got us to where we are, but we, we know wholeheartedly we're in the center of God's will and we're just thankful that's for awesome. it. That's awesome. So how, speak to a, just kind of quickly, how did you know that God was uh, was moving you on from a place? I think a lot of people struggle with like, how do I know God's will? Um, I'm in this place, but I, I feel like I want to be in a different place or, or something like that. How did you kind of, and I know I'm kind of springing this on you. We didn't talk about this, Good. but, uh, you know, walk through the steps of how you knew that this was a God thing and not just your own desire, if, if you could. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's funny you said that God thing versus my desire. That was the thing that really was the stick in the spokes for me, mm. like uh, just halting momentum. Because, like I said, um, I tried to put a time marker about a year and a half ago. It may have even been two years ago. I'm not totally sure. And I just it it was strange. I remember sitting in my office one day at the church, and like you as a preacher, you know when you're when you're getting a message together, you imagine the people that you're teaching to the flock, mm-hmm. the flock that you're feeding. Right. And it was always through a youth sense and talking to teenagers and, uh-huh. you know, things like that. And my dreams were always like preaching at conferences, teen conferences. And yeah. it was always about teenagers. And I, I love teenagers with all my heart and uh, have a lot of good relationships still my wife and I do. But I remember sitting in my office that day and I found myself daydreaming about feeding adults and Mm. couples and dads and moms. And like my dreams, just like the desires of my heart had just kind of subconsciously changed. And I, Mm. and it wasn't like, all right, I'm 28 now. Hey, I'm 29 now. Hey, I'm about to turn 30. Let's get serious about this thing, man. Like we were in the throes of youth work. We loved it with all of our heart. We didn't get out of youth work because we didn't like it. Like, and we were seeing some of the greatest fruitful seasons of our lives doing youth ministry. And we, I mean, we were turning and burning, but it just kind of subconsciously changed. And I started talking to my wife about it and she's like, yeah, me too. And, um, it could have been the fact that we moved into a different stage of life, started having kids, things like that, and started hanging out with more families and, and whatnot. But man, it just, my heart just changed. And I wrestled really hard with that because it felt prideful for me to wake up in the morning and be like, all right, God, I'm ready to pastor. Give me my own church. Like that just, I really wrestled with that, you know? And I, and I had like five, six, seven counselors telling me, bro, you're ready to pastor. You need to take that next step. You need, Mm -hmm. you need to. So I was wrestling so heavily. I wasn't even fully listening to my counselors. I was reaching out for their advice, but I was like, Mm -hmm. good advice. But I don't know. It just felt because I didn't know if it was my dream or his will. And man, God was so gracious to shepherd our hearts during that time. But that was a difficult stretch. And I, and, um, and, uh, you know, come to find out that's what the Lord wanted us to do. And I'm just so thankful that I was at a, a gracious church with a gracious pastor, mm. gracious God, a wonderful wife. It just, we are insulated by grace the entire time. And Amen. And man, when I finally was like, all right, Lord, I'll pastor. Um, you know, it's funny and I, and I'll, I'll be done. Uh, because that was a very broad stroke question, you know, <laughs> yeah, back in like two years into four yeah. minutes, but so Kansas was an assistant pastor job okay. and Blacksburg was an assistant pastor job. And when both of those fell through, like, and they were like midnight hour falling through, man, we were just fatigued. And my wife looked at me and she said, do you feel like God's called you to pastor, like lead from the front? And I was like, I do. And she said, then why are you accepting assistant pastor Mm -hmm. roles? Like, why don't you just try going after a senior pastor role? And I was like, okay, fine. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? How much wisdom a wife can speak, right? (laughs) Like where you been woman. And, uh, and like a few days later, no lie, a few days later, I was sitting down with the search committee of Wayside Baptist Church. And so, wow, wow. man, I, 
I don't know if that was like some internal lack of confidence on my part. I I don't know, but I'm just so glad God was gracious during that mm-hmm. process. He gave me plenty of time to yeah. work it out. But I would just I would just encourage people be willing to wrestle with mm. is it my dream or God's desire? Because like mm. ambition and God's will, they're not always the exact same thing. Mm. Ambition's not bad, but if you get out ahead of God, it can it can turn bad pretty quick. So sure. um during that time I I I kind of beat myself up. I was like, man, why am I wrestling so much? But I look back now and I'm like, that was a season, that was a dispensation mm-hmm. of time that like mm-hmm. like that God was okay with me wrestling during that time. Mm-hmm. And obviously we're bearing the fruit of this it's the Lord's will, what he called us to do. Right. I think it's funny how you know, we talk about, well, is this, is this my desire? You know, I, I, I want to be a pastor. Is that prideful? And it's funny when you read the pastoral qualifications, it says if a man desire, yeah. you know, desire the office of a bishop, he desired the good thing. And, and that's a good thing to desire. And so that's, that's awesome to hear how God kind of led you through the whole process of, of knowing, okay, when and where, and, you know, and just right down the road. That's awesome. That's a cool story. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll- I want to impose one bit of scripture here uh, in Isaiah. The Lord says, I stand behind you. I'm going to tell you which way to walk here. Turn here, turn here, turn Mm -hmm. here. And I'm just, I'm so thankful that he's there, you know, um, and and tells us which way to go. um, Because I, and I could, I could write a whole book about the last year of our life, year and a half of Mm -hmm. our life. And And, and being so close to getting two jobs. I mean, we had houses under contract in Kansas and in Blacksburg. Wow. And so it, it was a very stretching faith building time, right. but man, the voice of God never stopped directing. And so I would just Amen. encourage anybody who, whoever sees this man, always ask God, uh, you know, I, it reminds me like him that hath near to hear hear what the spirit says, man, listen to that voice. Um, yeah. even in the midnight hour, or even if you're like, yeah, this is it. And always be willing, be willing for directive changes and things like that. He's, yeah. he's such a faithful director and uh, people yeah. just need to trust him. Yeah. It's funny. Cause we, and I feel like in our minds and with, with our ministry, like we kind of look as we're as we're kind of at the doorway, starting our ministry, we say, okay, I want to have this kind of ministry and it's going to look like this. And it's going to be in this place on, on this timeline for this many years. And then yeah. God's like, well, then I have my plans, you know, and it's just kind of like yeah. <laughs> nothing ever goes the way we thought it would. But that's right. that's awesome because it shows that, you know, God is in control. And as we trust him and as we as we uh, follow his leading, you know, we just know that much more. OK, this is God because God brought me here. I didn't get here myself. Yeah. You know? Amen. And that's awesome. Good. That's awesome. So in in your your years of ministry. I'm sure just like everyone has, there's, there's been the ups and there's been the downs and uh, hopefully, you know, some great ups, but I'm sure there's been some, some low down downs. And so uh, is there anything that you can share something that maybe uh, was a, a tough time for you, something that you went through, but that, that God was able to, to use for good, something that you were able to learn from um, just kind of yeah. share, share something like that. Man, uh, during those times, the Lord really, led me to embrace like times of struggle and stuff brethren count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation like a a multiplicity of vexing trials and stuff knowing this that the trying of that faith is going to work patience 
So let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, perfect, mature, entire, completely satisfied in Christ, right. wanting nothing. And so th- those times of like vexing and struggling stuff, um, yeah. you know, just learning to submit yourself to that process, mm-hmm. what the Lord's trying to do is very, very key. You know, some of the, you know, as I thought about that, like, yes, there are specific situations um, that like we all run into people, <laughs> we all run into <laughs> situations and stuff. Yeah. I don't want to out anybody here. <laughs> and so <laughs> like, I, I'll, I'll take a little bit different course on like some of the struggles that I've faced. See, I started being a youth pastor when I was 19 years old oh. and not recommended. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Trying to get 18 year olds, to listen to yeah. 19 year olds. Right. Um, I should have really listened to my counselors, but, um, no, I, I, am so thankful for the journey God's had us on, but a lot of the struggles that I faced have been like immaturities that God had to work out in my own life. Right. Mm, yeah, and yeah. so like when I, when, I, when I look back over the, my ministry and, uh, God's allowed me to be doing it for about 11 years now which is nothing compared to a lot of people, but at the same time, it's, it's something in my mind. Yeah, for sure. You know, when I look back over 11 years, I don't want to just see like the people who caused me issues. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. I don't want to just see the bad situations, but how is the Lord trying to make me more like Jesus during those times? And, and a lot of those struggles really centered around, yes, there are like faces that pop into your head and, and locations and moments. But a lot of those was God just fleshing out immaturities in my own life. Mm. And so most of the struggle that I have faced have really been personal immaturities, um, mm. yeah. like um, learning that not every hill is worth dying on and <laughs> you don't need everything right now. And, right, right. you know, uh, trusting God's timing and stuff like that. And so the major struggles for me have been my own self, right? I'm, I'm my own worst enemy. And, um, we often try like the Lord, the Lord gave me this statement last year because the process of getting us into the lead pastor, it was a very, very, very difficult one in a lot of different ways. And, um, the Lord, I remember very specifically last summer, the Lord told me this, Levi, if you constantly look for who deserves blame, how will you ever remember who deserves glory? Right. And so if I'm constantly trying to be a sleuth of like, why is this, why are these bad things happening to me? Man, I'll pin it on the devil or I'll pin it on this person or some stupid teenager. And I can say stupid teenager. I've been around him for a decade. There's a lot of stupidity in youth work. And a lot of times it comes from youth pastors, but like if I'm like constantly trying to offset that, I don't think I'm going to learn the lessons I need to. And so for the most part, like the struggles, the low hanging branches that I've hit my head on, like the sofa tables that I've stubbed my toe on in ministry Mm -hmm. have mainly been internal things that God has had to flesh out. That it's like, Mm -hmm. Hey man, if you're going to lead other people, you've really got to get better in this area. It's going to hurt. It's going to take a while. I'm going to take you through the gauntlet, but and so those are the major struggles that I faced have really been personal ones, you know, self-control, con- controlling impulses, all, you know, just, just all that kind of stuff. And uh, so right. people doing the ministry or young people, I would say 
be on the lookout because when you ask God to form you into the image of his son, that's, yeah. that's a process, bro. Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, I don't it know if that's the answer. Doesn't happen. Before, yeah, for sure. You know, that, that stuff doesn't happen overnight. And, and it's funny how when, when we do ask God to grow our patience or to, you know, for example, uh, say, Hey Lord, I'm, I'm really struggling with my, my irritability, my frustration. I, like, I need patience with the certain thing that I'm dealing with. And then God's always going to send a trial to, 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 to bring us through that and to grow our patience. We, we don't just yeah. get zapped with this great uh, right. temperance of spirit. You know, it takes growing and, and trusting God along the way and, and asking him to, to help us, um, uh, the, the fruits of the spirit to be revealed in our life and our relationships. And, and it's a tough thing. Everyone has, has hurts in ministries. But like you said, and I totally agree with that. It's, I mean, I've, I've sat down and I've thought so many times, God, what is holding me back from from better serving you? What is what is holding me back in ministry? You know, what are some things that I can flesh out? Uh, what are other people doing, right? But but yeah. it's always me, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, and God kind of reassures my heart. Hey, let, let's let's look at yourself. Why don't why don't you lay aside the weights and the, and the sin in your life that's kind of besetting you from? And it's just it's funny how you know we we truly yeah. can be our our own biggest. Um, enemy in the ministry but so you know with those hurts that you said that you're able to you know you've learned to count it all joy because it's all for a purpose you know god is molding you into the image of your uh, of his son so now how did that how did you kind of take those and then now kind of redefine your perspective on ministry Uh, what my question is is what's a couple things that you've learned along the way and now that, that you're 10 11 years into your ministry uh, something that one or two kind of really big mountaintop things that God has has pointed to over over your ministry. That's like, wow, I, I learned this and I learned it well, and it's because of these multiple things or just one big thing. Yeah. Um, what are some lessons that you've kind of learned? Yeah, those truths. Uh, you said the word perspective. That's a big one. You know, um, having the right perspective in all things. That. Um, Perspective is a big one, but the two that I would, I would probably say are number one, learning the lesson of being comfortable in your own skin, mm-hmm. like just being who God created you to be. And I know that the world kind of wants to hijack that, that thought mm-hmm. and, and, and pervert it and make it something that it's not. But like in the ministry, I really believe that like us preachers and ministers, youth pastors, especially, right? Like, we, or youth pastors, I'd say like, um, young people in the ministry, younger couples or whatever in the ministry, Mm -hmm. and just learn how to be comfortable in your own skin. Um, that you man hold to the tenets of the faith, hold to the doctrines of the faith. I mean, you hold to that book, you, you, you die with a white knuckled grip on that book, but just understanding that, uh, your process of maturity and living like Christ might not look like the guy standing beside you or the guy who trains you. Right. And that's not always a horrible thing. And I think that we're like, we've got to check out of this comparison game. Like mm. you and me, for instance, um, man, we, we're going to have so much more than we agree on that we agree on than what we differ on. And and I want you, Trey, to be fully comfortable in your own skin, right? And your own spiritual skin. Like, I want to pray for your heart that like, 
you are truly loving more like Christ and being more like Christ and you're you're the image bearer of Christ and you're 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 being formed according to these scriptures and and um like just I think that we should wake up every morning I, being able to get to the place for me as Levi Smith, where I could wake up in the morning and I'm not comparing myself to someone else mm. or another church or another man or another person, respecting them, honoring them, praying for them, loving them, of course, being unified with them, but just being comfortable that who I am and where God has me mm. is according to God's sovereign plan. And it might not look like everybody else, but being comfortable in my own skin is a, is a major lesson I've had to learn. Um, you know, and that goes a lot to like your personality, be comfortable, yeah. like who God made you to be. So if you're type A, be type A, man. If you're, if you're Eeyore, be Eeyore, you know, <laughs> if you're, I don't know where you're at on the spectrum, but like, I think that a lot of times we can really put ourselves down because like our personality or our makeup or whatever is just different, like mm. DNA than other people. Right. And the comparison game is just really, 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 really dangerous. And, um, and so, which leads into not just being comfortable in your own skin, but being like confident in the understanding that like what God leads us to do in our hearts, that's our hearts, Right like other people aren't going to be in the prayer closet with you. Right. right. Unless you invite them. I don't know how big your closet is. Maybe you can invite <laughs> your friend, small group in the closet. I have no clue, yeah. but like, so when I pray over something and I lead my family, my marriage, our church in a different direction, another man or another person may not do that. But if I've sought counsel and in the multitude of counsels, there's safety because safety is of the Lord. Um, and I sought scripture and I've prayed over it and I've let God lead and I make a decision, you know, being confident in those decisions and being confident in who God created you to be. Mm. I think those are two massive lessons that, that need to be learned because here's the thing, bro. If we're not confident in what we're doing in the Lord, not mm. boasting in ourselves, but just if we're not at peace in who right. we are and what we're doing at the end of the day, peace is everything. Jesus is our peace. And if, if we don't have that like bedrock resolution that like other people may not understand, you know, for instance, personally, and I'll kind of bounce around this issue, like last year, you know, the transition of moving from a church that's 25 minutes away to church transitions are difficult, but inner community church transitions can be really difficult mm. too, man. Yeah, yeah. It leaves a lot of people in very difficult awkward kind of the lurch. Yeah. And I just had to really like understand during, like not everybody's going to understand why did Kansas fall through? Not everybody's going to understand, Hey, why did Blacksburg? That must mean that young man is volatile. No, not everybody's going to understand what the Lord is doing um, and why the Lord would do all of that. And then just lead you 25 minutes away. Right. But I know through seasons of weeping and through seasons of joy and, and through passages of scripture. And I can look back on, on moments, big forks in the road with my wife and with my counselors where God has led me and the world may not understand, but at the same time, we don't talk about it enough. Brothers and sisters in Christ may not understand, but like, you've got to be confident in the fact that there's one judgment seat you stand in front of right? There's, there's, there's one man you're going to give an account to. So the big lessons that I've had to learn as a young man is 
being confident in who God created me to be, of course, not abusing that like a worldly standard, right. being confident in who God created me to be, but just understanding not everybody's going to understand the directives and the decisions that God calls you to make. And that's okay. And like, it's not even our job to make them understand, right. you know, yeah. uh, God, God is the one that levels out everything in mm -hmm. the end. Just trust him with that, you know, truth will win out. And so those are the major lessons I've had to learn. That's very good. That's very, that seems like a very uh, relevant thing because so many people struggle with, and I've struggled with this so much is, you know, how, where does my personality, where does Trey fit into my ministry? You know, and is this ministry supposed to look like the pastor that I grew up under? Is this ministry supposed to look like my school? Uh, is this ministry supposed to look like, you know, fill in the blank? Uh, my wife's church, um, you know, there, there's so many pressures and, uh, and it's just, it's a beautiful yeah. thing when, when you can just rest and say, you yeah. know what, God, this is your ministry. Um, this is, this is your, this is what you've called me to. And so I'm just going to do it. You know, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to kill myself over. Is this, am I going to be approved of men? Um, mm, but, yeah. but, but striving to be approved of God, you know, and I think that can, that can change. I mean, it is truly all about perspective. If you can just have that perspective, um, for me, it's it's made a lot of difference. And and it sounds like Levi has in your life as well. Now, and I'll say this: that reasonable service of um, letting your life being a living sacrifice unto the Lord, that reasonable service there is to be acceptable unto God, right? Mm -hmm. And that, like what you just said, acceptable unto yeah. men. And sometimes being acceptable unto God is not acceptable unto men. Right. And those men are like godly men that we revere and look up to and like we respect and men who are going to be at the marriage supper of the lamb with us, you know, right. like I, and we're going to spend eternity with like yeah. brothers, brothers in arms. And that's a difficult wrinkle to fall into, man. That is a very difficult wrinkle because like we, we so hinge a lot of God's will on those men counsel yeah but yeah sometimes yeah. god's will forks off and 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 it's a lonely road to walk to be acceptable unto god sometimes but um man that that is such a that's such a big one mm -hmm. and and even like when your person when your personality that's that's a big one mm -hmm. like your makeup and who you are right and stuff right. like that um kind of going back to those struggles one of the struggles that I've faced a lot is being under, misunderstood in my personality, right? Mm. Like I've been told because you're type A and because you lead from the front, because you're a go-getter, because like you live in the second mile kind of deal, um, that obviously means you're not going to love people. Uh, you know, that that stuff really hurts because then you're like, mm. wait, 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 do I need to reprogram who I am in order to be effective? Right. Right, right. And I told I told my wife numerous times last year, I'm so glad I did not change who I was. Because right now we're serving an incredible flock who who God is blessing and souls are being saved and people are being baptized and discipled and Amen. the church is growing hand over fist and we give Jesus all the glory for building this church. But I'm I'm so glad at times when people didn't understand how my personality worked into my ministry. And out of a good heart, I'm sure they said certain things, man, sometimes those are lonely roads to walk and just right. remember God, 
puts you in the ministry and he knew your personality when he did that, you know? Mm, yeah. And so that, that's, that perspective is huge, man. And it, and it's something to fight for year in and year out. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so throughout everything that God has taught you and through the struggles, the hurts, um, the highs and, and the, the blessings of ministry, uh, kind of looking back now, if you could, if you could speak to someone that was maybe debating, uh, is ministry for me? Should I go into ministry? Um, you know, what what would you say to to someone kind of thinking about that? Um, do it. Do it. That's about to say. Just do it. And you know, I I sometimes we we hesitate for lightning bolts, and I just remind us that not every bush is a burning bush. And, uh, you know, um, and so I personally don't believe that the devil is going to tempt us to do anything to build the kingdom of God. Hmm. I personally don't believe that the devil is going to tempt us to do anything that's going to lead to people being saved. Right. Hmm. And so a lot of times I think that subconsciously, we really know what the Lord wants us to do. Yeah. We're just like, we're, you know, we give Gideon a bad rap, like two fleeces and we're like on fleece 17, yeah. you know? And I think that, and so my encouragement would be like, just do it, you know, step out by faith hmm. and, 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 and trust the Lord if he's leading you to do something. Cause without that faith, that's impossible to please God. So I'd encourage people, give me one second, step upstairs, go upstairs. I'll cut it. I'll cut it. Um, and so I just step out by faith because yeah. without faith, it's possible to please God. And then kind of going back to what we were saying earlier and just be yourself. And um, because I really believe that if God's going to lead you into something, he's going to equip you for those people you're influencing and engaging. Mm -hmm. So don't go yeah. into a new situation trying to be someone else yeah, because yeah, God yeah. and his omniscience already knows how your personality and how your makeup and how the way you do ministry and whatever. And of course, there's always room for growth. You're not perfect, but I don't think that God is going to lead me to something or somewhere that doesn't need me. Right. Mm, yeah, and so yeah. I would say, do it, step out by faith and just be yourself. I mean, don't try to be someone else. Uh, don't try to be something that you're not because that mold will very quickly fade away. And you'll yeah. leave your people or the people that you're engaging kind of like, well, which version of he or she, wait, which one should we believe the, the right. first one or this one? So just be real. Carrie Schmidt said, authenticity builds credibility. Credibility breeds influence. Influence is leadership, you mm -hmm. know, so just be authentic and, and be yourself. Don't, don't be someone that you're not because your people need you. They don't, they don't need someone else. And if God, like I said, if God wanted someone else there, he would call them there. So you just jump out. And as you parachute down into your new situation, just understand on your way down, this is what God's called me to do. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to trust the spirit. I'm going to stay in the scriptures and we're going to build the kingdom, man. You know, so that's a nice, that's a nice picture. I like that. That's good. That's a, I like the way you put it. Thanks, Levi, for coming on, and I really appreciate having you with us this morning and just kind of sharing your input, your story, and uh, and I, I sure have learned a lot from you, and it's it's been awesome. We'll have to continue this conversation another time because um, I believe that, that God has has given you some great insight in, in just the, the few years that you've been serving Him. So thanks for sharing with us what's on your heart, and uh, God bless you, man. Yes, sir. I love you, buddy. Thank you so much.